1: For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Okay. Come through, Queen. I want to see you come through, Queen.
0: Hi, everyone. It's Dan
2: and Brendan,
0: and this is Come Through Queen.
1: Like a mint in my mouth, I can be a bit fresh.
0: Hey, Brendan.
2: Hello, hello, hello.
0: So we should probably off the bat uh, mention something that we've already mentioned on some social platforms already. That this earlier this week, we were a guest on the podcast Problematical.
2: Mm-hmm. It was so fun.
0: We got to talk about all our problematic faves in the Bravo Cinematic Universe, who deserves to be canceled or not. And... It's particularly interesting on my part because, you know, I'm the one who edits this podcast that we do together. Mm-hmm. So I get to take out any anything that I regret saying. But when you're a guest, you're really just like handing it over to to the ether, you
2: know? Was there something that you said that you didn't want to say?
0: No, but just like, like I, I mean, I, for instance, I talked about how like joey gorga is one of my problematic faves on the show in terms of like we know he's a misogynist we know he's like stuck in the old ways Mm -hmm. at the same time kind of like him you know
2: yeah i think like the point of like the conversation was pretty much like obviously we're watching all these imperfect people when we watch all these shows. Yeah. And then like another point that we always talk about as well is like, we're not really ever rooting for these people or like want to be friends with these people. Yeah. We have the, we have our moments with these people, but like they're all problematic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So search for the podcast. It's on All different podcast platforms and tune into us.
2: Yeah. And we want to thank Brittany and Jazz for having us on. Yeah. Um, Stay tuned for more. Um, Brittany might be coming on for some Potomac later this summer.
0: That'll be exciting. Okay. So we have some news to jump into. It seems like the state of Villa Blanca is up in the air. We kind of have some conflicting reports. Okay. So why don't I give us the take from Ms. Tamara Tattles?
2: Sure. And for those people who don't know, like maybe didn't watch early Beverly Hills, Villa Blanca is one of Lisa Van Brump's restaurants.
0: Yeah. In Van Rules, they've been like filming scenes there more recently, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Tamara says... Today, I received some information that Villa Blanca is up for sublease. The owners have been trying to get out from under Villa Blanca for years. Back in 2014, after Lisa Vanderpump and Ken Todd had a major financial blow after losing yet another lawsuit against sexual discrimination, it seems as though Villa Blanca has closed. Now it appears that Villa Blanca is basically bankrupt. So I reached out to one of my Beverly Hills spies who just happened to be in the neighborhood. According to my spy, the windows are all painted over with white paint so you can't see in. Also, there are handwritten signs all over the windows that uses, quote-unquote, refurb and renovating interchangeably. But my Tamera spy asked a few questions from other business owners in the area. The spy was told that despite the other commercial tenants and the Vanderpump slash Todd's getting rent concessions due to the coronavirus, Lisa and Todd have called it quits. One business owner, one uh, nearby, suggested that LVP could no longer afford the rent after quitting uh, the real houses of Beverly Hills. Also, one neighbor referred to Ken Todd having more debt than he could carry. Also, if rules gets canned, the alleged debts that the Beverly Hills streets are saying this couple has could prove to be devastating. Okay, before we jump into the son's uh, take on all of us, this... feels like a lot of fan fiction
2: <laughs> right also like the term sexual discrimination does yeah. that mean like sexual assault what does that mean like that lawsuit um, or is it just like discrimination ba- on based the basis? on gender yeah do you think so or do you think it's like a typo for sexual assault because didn't we hear like sexual assault just uh allegations for other restaurants around mm this Uh, universe
0: uh on the website tamara has like a a lot of the story linked out to past articles on her page Mm -hmm. so you can probably like check to find out more info there okay (laughs) to me this kind of just seemed like a lot of conjecture in terms of we're asking nearby owners what they think like what they wouldn't know the status of like the landlord tenant relationship between Lisa and Ken and whoever owns the building.
2: But they might, people talk. How are you going to believe gossip if you don't want to gossip?
0: (sighs) Okay, why don't you tell us what The Sun said, which actually they reported on this last month. So this had already come in the news.
2: So Lisa Vanderpump's Beverly Hills restaurant, Villa Blanca, has been ripped apart by her husband, Ken Todd and staffed as as the reality star handles the fallout of her staff being fired from Bravo. (laughs) It was alleged the restaurant could be closing amid the ongoing crisis. However, sources have told The Sun that Lisa has chosen instead to take this time to, quote, do a deep cleaning and minor refurbishments. The insider, a close friend of Lisa, said, quote, right now we are uncertain as to when we will reopen. So we're taking the time to do a a deep cleaning and minor refurbishments prior to all the restaurants reopening. Quote, this has nothing to do with the controversy over four people on a reality show, none of whom work at Villa Blanca. We have 400 staff eager to get back to work. We have just opened the restaurant in Vegas and we will announce other opening dates soon. The team had a removal van at the ready where they stacked chairs and tables as well as foliage and fireplace sounds. Surrounds. (laughs)
0: Surrounds. <laughs> I don't even know Sorry. what that means. <laughs> uh, I am curious as to this, like removal of all the interior items from Villa Blanca. As someone who has vis- visited Villa Blanca, and this was years ago, it did look like it needed a rejigging.
2: Yeah, but you don't do that, one, in a pandemic, two, when you have, like, made all of your staff file for unemployment. But why do you say that? It just, like, doesn't seem like the time. Like, restaurants, at least in New York here, are just, like, trying to stay alive. So, like, as, like, new orders come for reopening, they're doing, like, new things to do outdoor seating and, like, that kind of stuff, but not, like, interior renovations, necessarily.
0: Uh, I disagree. I mean, I think like if I can't imagine a Be- like a a Beverly Hills restaurant like like Villa Blanca that's in like the heart of Beverly Hills, the shopping district is going to get a ton of like takeout orders and stuff. And if they want to like really rip apart the restaurant and, and renovate it, like you do it when you have to remain closed. I know, but like.
2: I don't know. The sourcing here was sketchy. I mm-hmm. just like, I don't believe that they're like, just like, Oh, la da. We're going to renovate right now when we all are strapped for money, mm-hmm. you know, cause they, all, they have no business coming in. Do they?
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't really know what the state of all of the properties are right now. Like including Tom, Tom sure. And mm-hmm. pump. Mm-hmm. Like is anything open?
2: I would assume so in phase whatever in LA where they're doing alfresco or whatever. Yeah. So that's close. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's happening in Los Angeles right now, but I assume pump has outdoor seating. Tom, Tom could put some outdoor seating on the sidewalk. Like we've seen in New York here. I don't really know.
0: It looks like sure. Currently has takeout. Okay. Uh, Yeah. I don't know.
2: I just am not willing to give Lisa Vanderpump the benefit of the doubt to say that she's renovating. I think she's like pretending she is and then quietly closing. Mm,
0: interesting. Like she's getting all the the salvageable interior parts out of there. Totally. Yeah.
2: And they got caught by press or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or at least Tamra tattling.
0: <laughs> she tattled on them all right. Okay, let's move it along
2: to yolanda and Ghislaine.
0: this is really up your alley
2: this is up my alley i'll go (laughs) for it so this is from page six yolanda hadid has denied claims that she let Ghislaine maxwell hide out at the family's pencil at her family's pennsylvania farmhouse in november of 2019 so Yolanda um, and her supermodel daughter, Gigi Hadid, spoke out publicly following a series of tweets from Dutch journalist Hank Van who claimed he tracked Maxwell through her IP address. So this journalist claimed that uh, Ghislaine had visited a donut shop in the vicinity of Yolanda's farmhouse in No, Ho- no Hope, Pennsylvania. Oh my God, oh my God. Sorry, New Hope, not No Hope. New Hope, Pennsylvania. While also noting that she was, quote, friendly with the Hadid family. Wow, he He
0: cracked the code.
2: (laughs) He tweeted and then deleted a post containing a link to an article about the Hadid's home, writing, quote, thanks to something, here are some photos of the place, Ghislaine Maxwell, near Doylestown, Probably stayed in the farm of Dutch born Yolanda, now called Yolanda Hadid. Sorry, sometimes people tweet in very weird ways I can't read. Um, so Yolanda has refuted the allegations. She said, I do not know or have ever associated with Ghislaine. The first time I've heard about her or any of this was watching the documentary, like The Rest of the World on Netflix. She tweeted before accusing Vanessa of uh, not contacting her. For comment Vanessa's tweets, some of which have been since deleted, were posted Thursday, the same day Maxwell was arrested on sex abuse charges. Gigi then came to the defense of her mother on Twitter, also accusing Vanessa of failing to contact Yolanda. Gigi said, My mom, clearly from her timeline, also never uses the Twitter app. This is only brought to her attention to me because fans were sending me your tweets. Gigi wrote, Yeah, so to me, and I posted this on our Facebook group and I feel like a lot of people like I feel like a lot of people are jumping to conclusions about Ghislaine Maxwell and the many many people that she's been photographed with
0: Yeah
2: um, And Yolanda's not one of them
0: mm-hmm. We
2: can open We can open up another conversation about Carol because like we know <laughs> about Carol and like the book cover and all of that Yeah, But I mean, this just seems to be like page six jumping to report on a story because they know that Ghislaine gets clicks and Yolanda gets clicks right and Gigi gets clicks
0: sure 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 like they're just essentially saying here is Yolanda a rich woman and Ghislaine went and got donuts supposedly near her (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that that is what we are basing this off of
2: totally we'll see probably a lot of stories about this Uh, like, sorry, like this around the Guy Lane stuff. Um, it's such a crazy story. And, like, I feel like people are so hyped up, especially after what happened last summer after sure. Jeffrey Epstein was caught and then he died like a month later. So, like, people's minds are running wild.
0: I mean, everyone thought the, the lid was going to blow open with Jeffrey Epstein being in custody. And Mm -hmm. facing trial. And then obviously that all kind of just went away. And this is kind of just a complete repeat of this all.
2: Yeah. And I think, like, let's all just remember, I think, that all these people were powerful people and power protects power. Mm. And remember that as you are sending around pictures in your preferred ways. Because if there's somebody that you're trying to get, there's probably somebody else who you stand who someone else is trying to get if that makes sense no okay to break it down i feel like a lot of people are posting pictures of like trump with gilane right now Mm. but then it's like well like post the pictures of like all the fucking people on like quote unquote like the good side who've been with gilane so mention it all as bethany says
0: yeah yeah oh speaking of bethany today breaking news she announced that she is coming out with a podcast
2: oh yeah what's it called
0: i'm going to read you her thread that she wrote about it okay so she says this just in the b is back and i'm going to hashtag mention it all on my new podcast hashtag just be with bethany frankel will be an unfiltered polarizing conversation with self-made moguls who started from the bottom and are here These fearless game changers will engage in interesting conversations about the unconventional journey to success. Guests include entrepreneur Mark Cuban, newly named Netflix CMO, Rosoma St. John, entrepreneur Gary Vaynerchuk, UFC president Dana White, and Visa's North America marketing VP, Marianne Riley. We are in a moment in time where people are afraid to express themselves and only present filtered or watered down versions of the truth. If this is what you're interested in, then this podcast is not for you. I'm sure I'll get in some trouble. I may say some something inappropriate or politically incorrect, but I'm always open to being educated. This will be an honest place for a real conversation. Mm. If You can't handle the truth. You can't handle this podcast. At Just Be Podcast.
2: This feels like the podcast we don't need right now. Oh my God. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's In like what you, way? Do you want to come hear a bunch of rich people talk and like be politically incorrect and like- Sure. Eh, make mistakes that you can correct. Like,
0: Yeah. It's- yeah. What? I am- I am- Like this is going to be the first time we're really hearing- from Bethany outside of her social media channels since leaving uh, Housewives. We mm-hmm. were expecting to hear from her really in terms of like all those new shows that she was producing and going to be a part of, but it seems like that is going to be on hold for some extent. Totally. So everyone is just trying to pick up a mic and copy us these days, you know?
2: hmm <sighs> Has Katie Maloney's podcast come out yet? I
0: checked last week, and it still had not. Weeks after her trailer dropped for it, sad. So I'm I'm curious to see what's going on there.
2: Okay, can you lead us on like the most interesting story that we have this week? Which it's a continuation from last week with the Manzo story, but it only got more interesting this week in a big way, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. It's mostly because of the fact of two people speaking out on this. One person who we expect, Kim D., who will talk about any New Jersey-related gossip story. I know, but her insights are always great. Yeah. But then also Albert Sr., who we never hear
2: from. And, like, why is he speaking now? Like, well, it's his brother. <laughs> I know, but, like, wouldn't you at this time – I'm not a lawyer. Yeah. But like wouldn't you at this time be like, don't talk yet? Oh,
0: for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm kind of surprised this hasn't been more of a story.
2: What kind of outlets do you think would have spoken out against this? Is because this feels like kind of local news to me. Mm. And I'm sure the local, like New Jersey press has been speaking on it. Like, as far as like broadcast and that kind of stuff, I don't see, like, national, national press picking it up, right?
0: I mean, I could see the Today Show talking about it, but actually, now that I've become a Today Show watcher in the morning, Mm -hmm. for about, like, we watch it for around a little over an hour, they truly talk about nothing. It's truly a show about nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, they, they will tee up what's coming a half hour later for like 20 minutes
2: it's about today yeah and then they're just kind of
0: joking semi-flirting with each other
2: yeah this seems like a view story Mm. if the view wasn't virtual right now
0: okay yeah yeah like a view friday story maybe
2: yeah. Or like they, they've like talked, they talk a lot about about a lot of Bravo stuff because the producers and then like Megan. Yeah. So they would do this, but I think it would be such a difficult story to do. Mm-hmm. It's so intricate and detailed. It's like hard to do virtually.
0: Sure. But we will manage to do it virtually right now. Yeah. So this is what Albert has to say. He says, I grew up with Dina. I knew her since she was seven. We don't want a hair on her head harmed. She is still my sister-in-law. She always will be.
2: That statement, I would just want to stop you there, sounds mafia. <laughs> we don't want a hair on her head harmed. Like, Yeah,
0: not a single hair. Okay. My father was no gangster. He was a wonderful, hardworking man. He was never accused of anything else pertaining to being a gangster. The shame of it is that our family were the victims of a murder, which was never solved. And it was spun as a mob hit. Uh, With regards to his brother, uh, he says his brother Tommy isn't guilty of anything, but hard work as well. Uh, He says, I believe my brother is innocent. My father was too. It's awful what happened to Dina's husband. We just have to hope that whoever really did this is found and goes to jail. Albert added that Tommy is out on bail and back at his side running the Brownstone, the restaurant and catering hall in Patterson that the brothers run. It was Dina who decided she wanted them to split, Albert said. It was never Tommy. Tommy wanted her. He wanted them to stay together.
2: There's no compassion here.
0: I just don't see what he's accomplishing by doing this.
2: Like, the first thing I would do if this was me and I was Albert, I would just be like, so apologetic Mm. about my sister-in-law. Yeah, yeah. Like, I hope she's all right. I hope her family's all right. I hope Lexi's all right. Like, Mm. I'm sure it's traumatizing for everyone. Like, we should try to get through this. I would have like made a phone call, or at least said I made a phone call. Like, come on, yeah. He gives us nothing. It's like you know that meme, like, go on, girl, give us nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just don't see what talking about the int- intricacies of their past relationship does to help this either. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now let's get to the the juicy part, Kim D. <laughs> Kim D. Kim D has an insight on Dina and Tommy's relationship. She said there is a reason Dina's decided to leave her husband. The divorce is not on Dina. It's all on Tommy. Dina was madly in love with him and she sat home every night waiting for him. Mm -hmm. She was a good wife. He was off at the Brownstone doing his thing. If you catch what I'm saying, Tommy Mm -hmm. Manzo allegedly did his thing with so many women that Dina once confronted one of them who told her to take it up with your husband, Kim D said. So what happened to make Tommy go after Dina's new guy as the feds believe? Kim speculates, here's the thing, Tommy's actually not a bad guy, he's mild mannered, very lovely to the people at the Brownstone. I think it was a man thing. They want what they can't have. He didn't want Dina when she was starving for attention and was dying for his love, But when she leaves him and goes off with a new younger guy, his ego couldn't take it. He got too wrapped up. That's my take. It's hard not to notice that her new guy looks like a younger version of Tommy. I'll leave it at that.
2: The way that Kim D can play both sides. Masterful. (laughs) I think it's like, I think that's how she survived around these people for so long. Is because she can like jab, jab, jab over here, but then be like, Pet, pet, pet over here. Yeah. Like, jab on Tommy, then, like, oh, and he's actually like a guy. He's mild mannered. And yeah. we can get you a discount code at the Brownstone if you come to Posh, like that kind of thing. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Okay. Her speculation on the Manzo mob ties. Kim D added that neither Albert nor Tommy are, quote unquote, in the life. She also said that their dad was not a, quote unquote, full on gangster but was killed after he did, quote-unquote, something the full-ons didn't like. <laughs> when you're a full-on, you have to abide by some rules and regulations of the life. Wow. From what I know, Tiny maybe did something that was not following the rules the full-ons had to follow, and they wanted to send a message.
2: I would love to take a History of the Mafia class from Kim D, to be honest.
0: <laughs> I mean, now, now that... Uh, You know, all these schools are going online, like Harvard, et cetera. Kim D can uh, get the kids enrolled, you
2: know? And, like, not even even joking, I'm sure there are, like, history of the mafia classes, like, in major universities. I feel like she could come in as a professor and tell the kids what's what.
0: Yeah, except didn't her car (laughs) get
2: set on fire? She has firsthand fucking experience. I know, she's just
0: asking for more trouble.
2: I know, but like, I think she, that was years ago. Now mm. she's an expert at like playing it all, playing the field.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. In, in regards to that 2017 attack that has nothing to do with the indictment itself, Kim D figures it had to have been ordered by someone who knows Dina. She said they were only home from California for two days for the christening. Isn't it kind of a coincidence that the home invasion happened then Who else but the people in Dina's circle knew they would even be home? That type of burglar does a little homework. That house had been empty. Mm. Dina and Canton got on a plane right after the 2017 attack and as far as Kim D knows, haven't been back to Jersey since. Kim says, Dina's been through a lot and I think she's been scared shitless by everything that's happened. You know what? She was a girl looking for love and she finally found it. Tommy didn't want her until she was gone. It's his loss. She came out ahead. Wow. Wow.
2: Um I had a shower thought today, <laughs> I think.
0: I love a shower thought.
2: About Dolores and all of this. Ooh. So we know that Dolores used to be close with or she's still close with Caroline, still yeah. close with Teresa. Does not follow Dina huh? on Instagram so what's up with that i don't know my theory but my theory is dolores might have been a part of it no just kidding no, my but, God. no but like my thing is like okay so if dolores can play both sides as far as like caroline and Teresa, why can't she play three sides with dina knowing that dina's close with Teresa? Yeah. What is wrong with Delor- between Dolores and Dina knowing that they were friends? It's too many balls to juggle. I know, but that's fascinating. I, w- I want to know like, what's gone down between the two of them in particular.
0: I view it more as a, like, a Dina wanting to just get away from all these people.
2: Okay. But not Teresa.
0: Well, I think she views Teresa as like... A celebrity Hollywood figure at this point.
2: And she views Dolores as part of the Manzos. Yeah. Okay. I see that. Yeah. Something to think about.
0: Okay. Shall we get to New York City Housewives that are finally back? Yeah. Like a mint in our mouth?
2: And what a way to come back. Jeez.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. First of all, I do want to point out this is episode 12 of season 12. Episode twelve. We're like sliding into home base at this point. We really only have this Halloween party. Mm -hmm. We're we're up in the Berkshires next week. Mm -hmm. We still got the trip. Mm -hmm. A finale party. You can almost So
2: we're not sliding into home base, is what you mean. (laughs) No, I I do mean it because like we kind of You know what sports are? Yes, we like we're more like we're more past the 50 point line or whatever in football and running towards the other end zone.
0: I don't think there's going to be more than 18 episodes before the reunion.
2: Okay, so maybe we're rounding third if sure. that.
0: Okay. I am f- I'm, I'm just like I'm I'm thinking how you know, I while well, while I love the Berkshires, while I love going on a trip like, it's just going to be a lot more of the same
2: chaos. hmm We don't have any, anyone, like, tethering us down. We don't sanct-
0: have... I don't think we have a storyline. I think we just have
2: chaos, chaos
0: to carry us through the season.
2: And sometimes seasons have to be chaotic.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of chaos, we are premiering our at-home confessionals. Oof. Now, we started off with Leah, who is one of the better at-home confessionals in terms of the quality.
2: I would say the best of the quality.
0: Uh, Ramona was actually
2: better. Oh, sorry. Quali- I'm saying quality means both quality and composition. Okay. So I would say Leah is the best.
0: Uh-huh. I was talking more about like lighting, like film quality and sound.
2: Yeah. I just like the way Leah's looked was lit. Uh-huh. What she chose to put behind her.
0: What did she put behind her?
2: Just like not a kitchen with a microwave Mm-mm. right behind her, you know?
0: Yeah. What she chose to put on her was a Mary to the mom, mob sweatshirt.
2: Good. You better brand.
0: I mean, have we ever seen a, s- a sweatshirt in a confessional?
2: Maybe early days, but we're in a new world. COVID, yeah. baby.
0: Now, but here's also the thing we're talking about Halloween. I can't even remember what, I, what happened this past Halloween. Hmm. In this post COVID world we're, we're living in.
2: That's a good question.
0: Isn't it weird to be asking these women to like speak about something that happened so, so long ago? In the After midst, a pandemic, yeah. In the midst of like chaos in their own life, mm-hmm. I'm not acknowledging that <laughs> that like they are now living in a world that is very different from the world that they are talking about.
2: Yeah, I just landed on what we did for Halloween. Thank God. Jeez.
0: Oh yeah, what did we do?
2: We really only went to your apartment because it was like on a weekday, and uh-huh. we like hung out. I brought a skeleton. We had like a media sesh. We ate Sticky's Fingers.
0: Oh, joints. wow. <laughs> and I think
2: we watched um, Drag Race UK. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so.
0: Huh. Okay. Uh, yeah, so it's just so weird. It's really pulling back the curtain in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. these confessionals. Luann is in, in her echo chamber
2: Hers is the worst of the worst, I think. (laughs) It's like, there's a portrait of herself behind her. It's like, she looks beautiful, but it's like, in echo chamber, it's just like, not great.
0: Yeah. Okay. So Lou's catching, no, uh, Dorinda's catching Lou up in the Halloween store about that Long Island trip to go take pictures for promo for Ramona's party planner.
2: Mm Mm-hmm and has a has a location been used more on real houses in new york than this one place that's on like 21st and uh what's it called uh 21st and 6th they live there abracadabra where you got your costume for my birthday
0: is that where i got it from i don't think so i think i got it further downtown but that's besides the point i'm Um, pretty
2: sure you got it there but
0: so we get Dorinda's confessional which is
2: she's like sitting in front of like a Vera Bra- Bradley like store it seems like in the Berkshires
0: the the confessional's like giving me cavities in terms of like the colors feel it just everything feels so bright and sweet and like
2: yeah. overwhelming you know yeah just like a Vera Bradley bag
0: yeah and Tinsley has been gone for five minutes and Dorinda's already cho- like set her sights on her new target.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's Ramona. What's like behind Dorinda just wanting to fight so much?
0: I do not
2: know. And it's like, she can't read the room. Nobody wants to see it from her.
0: And she's still fighting to this day.
2: I know. Except for with Carol and Adam who were in the Berkshires this weekend. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> I know. I can't, like, I can't believe Adam was there is the shocking part to me.
2: I feel like I've noticed cause I still follow Carol. I feel like I've noticed that like they've been hanging out to this day.
0: Particularly in the time of COVID? I think so. Huh.
2: I mean, okay. but Carol's on the run. <laughs>
0: oh my God. She's on the run. She's on the run. I hope <laughs> I hope she's already picked her next uh, destination. Okay. Ramona is meeting with matchmaker Rory.
2: Is what was this? Is this how she goes on so many dates?
0: I feel like it's a piece to the puzzle in terms of like she's probably getting a bunch of men from from here, a bunch of men from the Hamptons, Mm-hmm. Some from her like city haunts. And she just kind of like, you know, uh roams, roams around the room and then like plucks these men out from the bar.
2: What did you think about Rory like giving her two options? Love uh, or money.
0: Yeah. So I mean, Ramona is she wants both.
2: W- Don't most people, or at least love.
0: Yeah, but I think, like, at this point in her life, she should just want the love.
2: Yeah, I mean, shouldn't a matchmaker, like, I'm talking to Rory here, shouldn't a matchmaker be, like, baseline love and then everything else comes on top of that? Isn't that the point of matchmaking?
0: No, Brendan, these women, like, Ramona's 60 friends, I would say 55 of them would choose money
2: sure but like a point of a matchmaker shouldn't Uh, it be love isn't the mat isn't the match like isn't that uh, love
0: yeah brendan these professional (laughs) matchmakers hello million dollar matchmaker they want to deal with the men who have the money so that they can get paid big bucks and yeah
2: not good people
0: yeah i mean listen this is the world we're living in I mean, that's why, that's why.
2: I know, but I'm, so I'll, I'll bring it back. What I'm saying is like, if I'm the matchmaker, Mm -hmm. I don't like put that, I don't put that question out. If I'm trying to be successful, I say, yes, it will be love. But then what do you want on top of that? Hello?
0: Uh, Well, I think she's, she's actually being realistic and you are not being realistic.
2: I don't know. I disagree.
0: Okay. Okay. But Ramona wants both, but I think we both agree she should just go for the love.
2: Mm -hmm. Because
0: she's got enough money, right?
2: Well, no. Rich people always want more. That's Mm. like capitalism. Hmm.
0: Uh, I wish she would want more from her confessional setup. It looks like she's sitting on the floor. She She might be. I think she is sitting on the floor.
2: Yeah, because if I know the setup of that particular apartment which we've seen a lot of during this quarantine even though they've moved since yeah i think like the computer might be on the coffee table and ramona might be on the floor huh
0: (laughs) they really like couldn't figure
2: this one out could they no i mean i've said it before the camp getaway confessionals looked better (laughs) i mean even
0: Luann and Dorinda, no, Luann and Sonia on their computers reacting to Beverly Hills looked better than this.
2: Yeah. And Atlanta on their computers oh. and the reunion looked better. And Vanderbump rules on their computers looked better. And you've been you know getting...
0: What? Yeah.
2: I know the difference. Oh Why? my God. It's the production company, obviously. Yeah. Because Evolution must have set up. Luann and Sonia for their little like thing where they were talking about Uh, Real Houses of Beverly Hills. So it's the production company.
0: And that was probably filmed much later than these confessionals.
2: Yeah. But they gave them a better setup.
0: Okay. I have another, like I hate to harp so much on the confessionals, but there's just so many thoughts. And like, obviously we're here to talk about the the nitty gritty of it all. Mm Mm-hmm. Obviously, Elise was purely old confessionals, right?
2: 1,000%, and then there were some old confessionals for others later in the episode.
0: That's my point. Like, They clearly talked about most of these scenes. Couldn't they have just pieced together from what they had? Like, nothing in the at-home confessionals were that important to me narrative-wise. Other than Avery Singer telling Ramona to stop talking about Elise, it's annoying.
2: Well, we don't know exactly how the confessionals are filmed, like we've said. So, like, Elise's, I think, were done and done. I think they might have pieced together things from others to fit to this episode for, like, later confessionals. I don't know why they would do that, but they might have done that.
0: But they were talking explicitly about the Halloween party.
2: So... Right. So...
0: It's not like they were talking generalities.
2: Right. But they, as we've learned, they bring people in in, like, waves to comment on certain things about certain things, so they probably didn't cover that with everyone, right? I don't... We don't know the exact beast that is the confessional, so us trying to, like, figure it out isn't working, but we know that they have to continue in way into, like, the season already airing to do so, and they've relied on that, so they're, like dealing with their reality
0: i i just think okay they they had old old confessionals in there there probably were were some stuff talking about these incidents that hit the cutting room floor so either pad it with
2: some of that stuff or like let let the art just speak for itself like well no but like the art is the storytelling of the confessionals like that's part of the storytelling so like but don't you you can't just
0: like weren't you taken out of it by this
2: no i was like this is like we're in a new normal for this show it's interesting
0: but was there anything was there much in the new confessionals that you thought added to it
2: the confessionals themselves we are talking at length about them that Mm. adds to it for me like i think that's like an important part of it okay and, like, maybe they'll piece stuff together later. But, like, I think it's interesting, like, the choices that they make. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, we've always thought about things this way. Like, how they put the show together. I think it's interesting.
0: Yeah. Elisa and Sonia were hanging out and talking about Ramona. How Ramona has no use for her anymore. Mm-hmm. Elise wasn't invited to drinks after the haunted house incident.
2: <gasps> I feel like Elise could be, could be something if she like, have you ever seen Sister Act? Yeah, of course. You know, the one nun who has the really good voice with like, she's dressed differently than the other nuns. She's younger. Yeah. Yeah. You know how like Whoopi has to like teach her to like use her voice Uh and then she's like all of a sudden like an amazing loud singer. Yeah. I feel like Elise needs that training from someone. I
0: I, I think that, and I also think, I think we're so chaotic right now. And she is seemingly, despite like her not great history in the real world, is seemingly like a more normal person than these other women are. Mm -hmm. And in some ways, I felt like her and Jill Zarin later in the episode were speaking the same language that these other people on the show do not speak.
2: They were bringing us down to earth. Yeah. Especially in that last scene, yeah, with Jill being there and, like, Elise being there. I mean, like... I mean, Ramona wasn't on the level of the other women, but she was playing her own, like, weird game at that point that she didn't count. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you.
0: Yeah. Okay. Dorinda and Hannah, maybe the only good scene Dorinda has had all season.
2: Yeah, but it's also, like, it looks bad for the audience because, like, it's, like, all about hannah being like oh well you're like in such a good place yada 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 yeah to dorinda and the audience is like well actually <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then they have that weird interaction with the guy at the hamburger shop who like dorinda's doing the thing we're like oh yeah this guy knows me like i'm here all the time and the guy's bell <laughs> yeah well but like i don't know i don't know <laughs> if this guy knows that she needs all the condiments as as they grab like
0: the huge tub of all the mini coleslaws.
2: I will say there is such a thing as too many condiments. And for mm. a hamburger, I would say perfect condiments are together mayo and ketchup. Mm-hmm. And that's really all you need for a hamburger.
0: Yeah. I've 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 been turned on to sriracha and mayo, which is like hop skipping away from
2: similar. Yeah, yeah. I like, so I'm a, I love hot sauce. I've never gotten a taste for sriracha really. And I think that's on me. Mm, but I bet I, I would so. like sriracha mayo combo.
0: Well, it's definitely a good uh entry point for you into the world of sira- sriracha.
2: Yeah. I tend to go for like, if I'm going hot sauce, I'm going for Valentina's my favorite.
0: Yeah. It's just, that just doesn't always like have a consistency I want. It's a little like watery.
2: No, no, no! You've never had Valentina, I don't think. Mm. It's not watery at all.
0: Okay. You're thinking
2: Cholula, like Cholula's okay. watery, but yeah, it's in yeah. the same family as Valentina. Sure, sure. It's like on like the I guess like the Mexican side of hot sauces, where Sriracha is like on the Asian side of hot sauces, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Uh, Leah, Rob, and Kier going to famous Szechuan. This is not a tourist spot.
2: And she's I'm, like trying look, to prove a point here, which is like fine, but it's like, okay. It was uh, nice.
0: She fails the point when she orders vegetable lo mein, chicken with broccoli, and steamed dumplings.
2: Right. Like, can you get a more basic order from a a Chinese restaurant? Exactly. And she was like, she was like, oh, we go here all the time. And like, it was like, you look uncomfortable in this space.
0: I know, Kira's looking at this menu for the first time. She's like, <laughs> look how many things there are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, there's, some, there's some franchises, and I don't think New York is one of them. And New Jersey's definitely not one of them, where I never mind a family scene. Because they're not overdone
2: right yeah yeah
0: i think like in atlanta we get it too much mm-hmm. i think in oc we get it
2: too much beverly hills i'm sorry Beverly hills. it also depends family to family yeah but I'm like, i like generically yeah but i like being with like leah and rob and what's her name again kirstie <laughs> kier yeah <laughs> kirstie alley
0: No, but in New York, I never mind it because it's so infrequent. Like almost no one has family willing to film.
2: Nobody has, none of them have families. None of them have last names. Yeah. Um, No, I like it. Yeah, too.
0: Okay. So Ramona shows up to the party at 7.30 with Missy in tow a full hour before it's supposed to start, an hour and a half before Lou ends up arriving.
2: Yeah. And then Ramona like is like, oh, maybe I just like decided I wanted it to start at yeah 7 30 which yeah. is such like a uh, christy from <laughs> babysitter's club move i was
0: literally gonna say that
2: <laughs> um
0: Dorenda gets into a car with elise and sonia and sonia is blackout on the car ride to the party
2: it was very reminiscent of her on her way to her party in season four in the vault at Cipriani, where she was dressed in that thing that Chris March put her in. Do
0: yeah. you remember that? Yeah, of course.
2: Yeah. Except not as glamorous. Cause like this was just like in an SUV and they traveled there in one of those like fancy vans. In season yeah. four.
0: The, I feel like we are fully in back into Sonia Morgan as a terrible problem territory where we were like maybe four seasons ago.
2: Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, she's having like really bad moments right now. It's like, at this point, it's like you're going to a fucking Halloween party that's an open bar. Yeah. Party
0: there. But, I mean, she's just like, on, she's on a level that's like a cave woman. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one thing to be, like... Well, Dorinda Dorinda gets there sometimes, too. But usually Dorinda's just, like, slurring all over the place. Mm -hmm. Like, Sonya is barely functioning as a human. Totally. Yeah. So that's not particularly fun to watch, I think.
2: Um, It's also, like... it's It's not a great look arriving to the party like that.
0: Yeah. Meanwhile... Lou loves to be late, so she's getting ready with Leah and Jill. Mm -hmm. Okay, when Jill walked in, I screamed, because I was very excited. But, like, it ended really quickly for me, because she felt so
2: awkward. Well, because the housewives that Jill was on was a different world. Yeah. And so, during this entire party, I feel like she was awkward. I feel like she was awkward in general at first, probably. But, like at the party, 1000% awkward because it's not her show anymore.
0: I think also contributing to it was the fact that Gary was there, Mm -hmm. who we learned refused to sign disclosures last season, which caused her, her scenes to get cut.
2: Yeah. And Jill was supposed to have like a lot of scenes last season. Yeah. No, I mean like, I know that people are mixed about Jill, but I, almost at this point I'm like bring some sanity back to the show yeah some like level-headedness where we're not having to like orbit the moon every episode
0: (laughs) yeah I do think they could if they brought her back with people on her level it would make sense but no one is on her level right now
2: well like I mean bring like Heather Thompson back or something yeah yeah uh, that would be, like, an interesting dynamo, like a Heather Thompson, who's going to be back in a couple episodes or so, right? Yeah. Um, a Jill, and then Carol. Uh,
0: I mean, Is, at the party, just, the only other big thing was, like, Ramona giving that speech where she says, I have a question. As a woman in power, do you think it's nice when you have a good friend, good girlfriend, when you say something they don't like, they say, are you drunk? <laughs>
2: Oh, you mean Dorinda giving speech, yeah, also, there were a lot of antics, I feel like, at this party that were like not great, yeah, like even like Ramona greeting that guy who's been around Sonia's Circles, who's the photographer, and uh-huh. like like laughing at his like belly and oh he my God. was like he was like, she was like, "Oh, is this fake?" and he was like, "No, I'm just like in a relationship, <laughs> and that's not great, um." I did so Leah was getting out of control a little bit but yeah, I she was did like that she was like parading around Rob and it was offering,
0: inter- it was interesting because like the the preview clips made it seem like she was like on Sonia's level but it seemed to be mostly acting
2: yeah and that's what I've always that's what I've kind of always said about Leah' is I feel like she is putting on a performance like her, her interacting with like the props I think it's to a level yeah obviously like it's not all acting as we've seen sure in current times obviously yeah um but i did like her bit like trying to sell sony off to her ex that was fun um there were a lot of props uh i it's like it makes me not like halloween as much as i like halloween this episode
0: (laughs) this episode confirms my disdain for halloween disdain yeah it's just like so much effort for for like
2: well i don't like dressing up i just like like the spookiness in the air because it makes me feel comfortable for once in my life
0: uh on a related note leah did post on her instagram last week or like two maybe even like a week and a half ago at this point. That, she, like, her 90-day sober trip. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, the One other thing was just, like, <laughs> the mistreatment of Elise by Ramona this episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, she wouldn't even make eye contact with Elise.
2: It's crazy. Elise had a good line, though, at one point. That was, like, I forget the exact line, but it was, like, I don't have a house in Aspen, and I can't... Mm. I don't have a private jet a house in Aspen and I can't give her plastic surgery. So she has no use for me right now when she's not sad. Yeah. Yeah. Which like, like I said, somebody needs to give her like the Whoopi Goldberg talking to that one nun and sister act and like (laughs) give her a voice.
0: Take off the habit. No,
2: don't take off the habit. Oh,
0: don't take off the habit.
2: She was in the habit when she had the voice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Not Kathy and Jimmy, the other one. I
0: know. I know not Kathy and Jimmy. I know. Like the, the one who looks young compared to everyone. The one
2: with, who has the red bang yes, sticking out.
0: I know, I know. Okay, let's mosey over to All Stars 5. What I know I, that
2: you, you love this episode. Of I
0: love this episode so much.
2: It was a good episode of television. Very
0: good episode of television. Uh, let me say why Snatch Game usually sucks,
2: right? Well, we always look forward to Snatch Game. But and usually
0: so many people suck.
2: And it has burned us a lot. Yeah. Sometimes it has been great, though. There are great Snatch Game episodes. Okay. This season is one of them.
0: It's definitely one of them. Yes. Okay, we had Jujubi doing Eartha Kitt. The third time a queen has done Eartha Kit. Mm-hmm. We have Shea doing Flavor Flav which is genius for this particular iteration of Snatch Game, Snatch Game of Love. Right. We have Alexis doing Walter Mercado, which is like a person I only peripherally know. Mm -hmm. Like recognize the face, recognize the name, not much outside of that. Although I do want to point out, apparently there's going to be a Netflix documentary premiering July Eighth on Walter Mercado. We have Blair St. Clair doing Ellen. We have Cracker doing Lady Gaga. Specifically, the Star is Born promo circuit Lady Gaga.
2: Yeah. And the look and was specifically from the Golden Globes. Yeah. Year.
0: So those are our, oh, I forgot India Farah was doing Jeffree Star, which is particularly interesting. I cannot
2: believe you forgot India Farah. your fave. I know, well, I'm trying to
0: like hide (laughs) her, (laughs) her failings. No, but I thought like the timing of India doing Jeffree Star. Right. While Jeffree Star is having his like reckoning moment right now. Mm Mm-hmm. And so many of the drag queens on the show have had various ties to him throughout the years. Right. Jeffree Star has, bit like, had booths at DragCon
2: for years. I mean, not only that. I mean, like, Jeffree Star is, like, the most powerful, or richest, most powerful, like, beauty influencer on YouTube. And then, like, Jeffree Star has always been problematic. So, like, any of these queens who've worked with Jeffree Star, like, yeah. should look at themselves because I remember videos from years and years and years ago of Jeffree Star saying the N word on camera and like shit like that. Wow. So finally, like he's having his reckoning, but it's like interesting timing timed with the Snatch Game episode where India Fair is playing Jeffree Star.
0: In a loving manner. Right. Yeah. Let's get the, let's get the India Fair out the way. Obviously the worst Snatch Game performance this week.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, the look was right, the look was down, but, like, India is not a performer in this way.
0: Yeah, she she, like, cannot have funny responses in a conversation. Yeah. Like, she's just not funny. Right. So there was really no hope. Uh, There's no character she could have done, I think.
2: Would you have said that, like, last week and like if if like last week and if you could have like thought of like someone she could have done as someone who was like standing.
0: I can't think of anyone she could do. Like what is also, she Also I
2: wouldn't I wouldn't say that like she did Jeffree Star in a loving way.
0: I mean she spoke about him go back and watch the tapes. Like she
2: spoke about right. him like I think she's so good. Like, I think oh, she's funny.
0: Good. Like she was, she was like, "Oh, he's so funny. He has like all these funny sayings." Like that, and I'm like, "What are you even talking about?"
2: <laughs> I bet you she wanted to get like a Jeffrey Star like collab, collab palette or whatever people do.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that was the clear worst. Uh, to me, the next level were Blair as Ellen and Cracker as Gaga.
2: I think. Here's the thing with Cracker. I think if it was an assignment for making someone that we know laugh and not making Rue laugh, we would have laughed more. Because the jokes were very, like, niche, a star is born, you have to get the reference thing. It was, like, there could be a hundred people in the room reference. It was, like, the nose thing. It was very specific to the media rollout of a star is born that I feel like people around us joked about a lot so it was it would have been funny but like the the task at hand is to make rue laugh
0: okay i i i agree that the task at hand is to make rue laugh i think cracker's fault was she had all those jokes in her head going into this Mm -hmm. and used them in places where they weren't where it didn't make sense right And like, which was interesting because leading up to it, she was talking about how regular snatch game is harder because like, like Rue will say like, Michelle Michelle Visage is so stinky. She smells like, and then you got to like think the character would say. Mm -hmm. You know, going into this, it's all going to be about like love and like pick me, blah, blah, blah. So this is a little easier in a way to prepare yourself. But then like, I think she over repaired herself
2: yeah and i mean like she only stuck to one era of gaga it seems and like with this snatch game of love i mean gaga's not a great character for snatch game but like with this snatch game of love there's more there's more you could do like like there's like some disco stick jokes i feel like we're left on the table you know
0: which i think would have been stupid but like rue probably would have liked exactly yeah yeah and then, Bla- I mean, but the, the thing with both Blair and Cracker is the looks were great.
2: Right. And I feel like Blair started out funnier a little bit. Like, she got a laugh, at least.
0: I mean, B- the thing with Blair is she had no angle. Right. Like, what... Like, you are, you are being a person who some people think is funny, but... Like, she's not funny because of who she is. She's funny because of, like, the jokes she makes,
2: you know? Right. And, like, I feel like, speaking of, like, the Jeffree Star about it, I feel like right now, if someone was to do Ellen, it would be a very different Ellen.
0: Yeah. If if they were doing mean Ellen, that would be so much fun.
2: Yeah. So, like, in, but, I mean, everyone knew about it then, but nobody talked about it then. Yeah.
0: People were afraid to.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. And then we have the upper echelon
2: of- And the upper echelon was truly an upper echelon. Like- uh, Yeah. Three amazing performances.
0: You gotta remember, though, how much Rue loved Alexis Mateo's Alicia Keys. Right. And how iconic that was.
2: Yeah. And I will say, like- I feel like Alexis was kind of alone in her room because she yeah. didn't have anyone else to she was between two like people who were flopping. Yeah. So she had to do a lot of work. Yeah. Whereas Juju and Shay got to play off each other a lot. Yes. But were both brilliant as well. So it's like it's interesting.
0: Yeah. It's, it's actually surprising to me that Shay won based on Rue's input. Because Rue was losing it over both Alexis and Jujubee.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't usually laugh during Snatch Game. Yeah. Um, but I laughed out loud at Jujubee's thermostat joke.
0: Yeah, for sure. Iconic. Because it was
2: so unexpected.
0: Yeah, yeah. But Shay did nail Flavor Flav to an extent that I did not think she was capable of.
2: Yeah. Also, her using a direct line from Sasha Velour during that Snatch Game was incredible. What was that? I don't remember. She used the, I forget what the prompt was, but she said, gender's a construct, tear it apart oh yeah 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 yeah! yeah. and then it was like she went on to reference sasha later
0: yeah 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 i mean it was just an iconic snatch game in my book yeah okay so then we have the runways which is prom queen looks i think these were a little bit all over the place for me yeah uh we have miss cracker with her like nerdy zit prom look
2: I think we've seen like a lot of like the nerdy prom with the head piece thing in yeah. before. So this was like a nice little different touch on it. Yeah. Um, I think it it worked. I liked no, it.
0: I for I like it. I think this was a good good look for Cracker.
2: And it looked like a prom dress also.
0: Yeah. We had Alexis, Mateo's Quinceanera prom. It was like a little
2: elevated for prom for me yeah
0: i mean it was just a little boring for
2: me like i mm, i don't know don't get me lo- wrong i think she looks like incredible but it just was like it didn't read like the prom theme to me
0: yeah it wasn't using the prompt like i think that india had the same problem like i am morticia adams at the prom like if you gotta go yeah. that far for your explanation like, i mean
2: alexis did better than morticia but
0: yeah I mean this was yeah not a great look I mean it's a good look that India did but nothing to do with what we're trying to discuss
2: yeah because if you think about like I think back to prom and I think about like what the goth kids did at my prom and it wasn't this it was like it was like a simple black dress that like went way out and like some like fucking converse or something not like whatever she was pulling off
0: yeah yeah so didn't love that Blair Sinclair. I've loved Blair's looks this season and this one was similarly like high concept but I just didn't care that much about it
2: I liked this because it was high concept prom uh huh it yeah. actually was going on theme, right? Yeah. yeah, every part was there,
0: yeah this is just not the type of drag I love to see from Blair, I think, okay, yeah, which is like probably good for her to be like showing us something different, you know mm-hmm Juju be obviously amazing, that was like a great prom look for Juju
2: yes of uh, 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 Juju can do no wrong in my book. I'm a blind super fan, I will always be she's my favorite queen ever yeah so this look was and it's like as somebody who's been a juju fan forever it's great to see that her looks are actually like elevated this year yeah for well like she had
0: a she had a few this season that i have not loved and like this definitely goes in the love mm-hmm. uh column but shay having just so many layers and references to her look
2: yeah, incredible.
0: Was iconic. I mean, incredible. It, it's hard to do a look that essentially one of the best drag queens to ever be in the show, Raja, has already done and killed and is one of her most iconic looks. Mm-hmm. But to like do your own take on that with your own like personal references interwoven into it was amazing.
2: Yeah. The one thing that like, and this is like nitpicky where I don't need to be nitpicky because I think shade did give a perfect look. I just like would have loved to see for some reason, I wanted the like bodice of the dress for her to either mm-hmm. be like the exact replica of like what she was wearing in this finale mm-hmm. um, of her season. To like pull it all together. Yeah. But I understand why it wasn't. Cause that wasn't very
0: prom. Yeah. That's not promy. Yeah
2: but yeah. like that would have been like cool to see because it would have been like the exact moment her own carry moment as yeah. she was referencing
0: or it could have been like more flowers
2: yeah but I mean like the look I mean like there's no critique to the look but like it's like
0: if you would have done something differently what would you have done yeah 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 so were you surprised that Shay won
2: no, of course How yeah. could anybody ever be surprised that Shea Coulee is going to win anything?
0: Well, I just think, like, to me, it was up in the air going into it before the runway between the three best mm-hmm. snatch games.
2: I thought it was going to be Shea or Jujubeam, Yeah. And then I... At the end of that, I thought it was going to be Shea or Jujube because I thought mm-hmm. they had the best looks. Yeah. Um, but I'm not surprised that Shea won.
0: But then once... Shay described her look. She like sold the judges.
2: Yeah, I mean, even when I like first saw it, it's like, you know. Like you yeah. see the rose petals, you see the no, crown. but I'm just
0: but I'm just talking about like how she talked about how like she had the fan meet and greets and they were being mean to her and like mm-hmm. she wanted to reclaim it and blah blah blah. Like you didn't we didn't know all that part of it. Right. Um and then it's reveal rev- well, one other thing about the judging. Rue was a psycho in a good way. This episode, <laughs> like, she was like having the time of her life. Mm-hmm. Both in, like, during snatch game, like, laughing so much, but then also just like playing with the
2: judges. Well, she loves the acting bit that she does with like Jeffrey Boyer Chapman, which is really weird. <laughs> I know. Um, who is on RuPaul's or he's on Drag Race Canada, which I've watched. It's good.
0: Yeah, I need to tune into that.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, but we learn everyone's in the bottom other than Shay,
2: which I hate.
0: Oh, you hated it?
2: I don't like that twist because mm. it's for the rest of the season.
0: But there's only one more episode, I think. That really? it really matters.
2: I just don't. It, I for se- for like two other people to do so strongly on that episode, yeah, and they weren't. They, one of them ended up being in danger, but like. It, it I don't like that kind of twist.
0: Yeah. I just think like most of the girls are going to respect like the game.
2: Yeah. But like, I don't know. To me, it takes me out of it a little bit. Hmm. Cause like, we've had some shitty all-star seasons yeah. where sh- like shenanigans and shit happens. Sure. And like, like, I'm still burned from Manila, I think. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, like, the discussion and the hijinks of Untucked, like, well, it it wasn't even technically Untucked, because, like, Untucked blends into this, and then we have more Untucked.
2: It wasn't Untucked, because it happened mid-episode, because they were deliberating. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. But it's just, like, the Untucked conversation. Like, you know, the backstage.
2: yeah. Pre- and I mean, I enjoyed the drama of it. I enjoyed the drama of it. But for, like, the competition, I don't like it, you know?
0: Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> but, like, I will say, India <sighs> Ferrah. Mm. I will give it to the earlier season queens, like India Farrah and um, Alexis, for bringing the drama.
0: Yeah. Which
2: they just, like, is- don't give a fuck. Exactly. And, like, later season queens all want to go on and have like really successful careers with their fans and like sell a lot of merch and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. These earlier season Queens don't give a fuck and just want to win. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to support that. Yeah, you do.
0: Okay. Uh, Shay now is, is has to do the winning lip sync. And I said to myself, man, oh man, if in after like this win in that runway look, mm-hmm. it's fucking Sasha Vlaur coming out. I would have done like a triple cartwheel.
2: I know that would but have been wasn't. so
0: iconic, but it wasn't.
2: It would have been. It would have been iconic, but this was like equally iconic.
0: Really, I feel like it was kind of like a letdown having vanji to come out.
2: Well, I mean, like for. What went down in the workroom ended up being, like, iconic as far as, like, the stakes. Oh,
0: yes, yes, yes. The mother-daughter. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: And I feel like we can save the Sasha moment for later in the season. Sure. Yeah. When, like, Shay's life is on the line or something.
0: Yeah. The Open Your Heart, Madonna, one of my favorite Madonna songs. Strangely, I did not watch this episode live, and I was tweeting about that Madonna song.
2: Your mind, really? I know
0: a powerful, mind. You have a powerful but, mind. But, uh I mean, Shay like killed it.
2: Yeah,
0: it was like not even a close match.
2: Right? Because, like, is Vangia an assassin? I don't. I, she lost to
0: Calorie Kardashian, <laughs> right?
2: Bring Calorie out. What's like,
0: Calorie's the one who assassinated. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But yeah, I I just love this episode.
2: It was great, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, So let's wrap up this episode of Come Through Queen with our Freak of the Week and the True Queen. I'm going to let you handle the Freak of the Week because I know this is near and dear to your heart.
2: Okay, so the Freak of the Week is from page six. Um, ABC's Strahan, Sarah, and Kiki is getting the axe. Multiple sources told page six. The show, hosted by Michael Strahan, Sarah Haynes, and Kiki Palmer is being replaced with GMA3, What You Need to Know. (laughs) What? (laughs) ABC News took the show off the air in March and replaced it with Pandemic, What You Need to Know. A daily coronavirus report anchored by Amy Robach, Dr. Jen Ashton, and occasionally TJ Holmes. It was initially supposed to be a two-week experiment, and the show did really well, a source said. Pandemic then morphed into GMA3 to include other topics in the news cycle. So can I say something? I feel like this is exactly what happens with how Strahan, Sarah, and Kiki came to be. I'm pretty sure, like, this exact model, like, kicked someone else off the air beforehand, like, a year ago, and now they're just, like, cycling new people in and out.
0: Well, when Strahan and Sarah premiered, it was called...
2: Strahan and Sarah. Or GMA3 no. Strahan and Sarah, or something like that. No, it was, like,
0: G- GMA day day
2: yeah so i feel like like they need to get it together over there but i will say the rose in this situation is that it frees up sarah haynes to go back to the view and the view has an opening right now and sarah's already been filling in so like seems like it's gonna work i I feel like she can bring kiki with her
0: or like freeze up kiki to do movies everything in I music mean, like she famously can do everything so like i don't want her bogged down by a daily tv show
2: i know uh here's the thing with the few it's like i also want laverne for that spot
0: yeah i want laverne for that spot i don't want kiki for it
2: not well not kiki i mean the one spot open is for, would be sarah's spot i want Laverne for that spot before we knew that Sarah was Uh,
0: coming. Oh, okay, okay. You don't think there's room for both of them?
2: That would be like six people on the daily.
0: But like, Whoopi likes to take off on Fridays. You know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. Who's our Rose? Our
0: our (laughs) our one true queen, our Sasha Valore Rose is Ms. Bronwyn Windham Burke. Uh, Obviously, we've been like celebrating her being one of the few housewives to get this moment right to her to, to a degree mm-hmm. um and she posted a photo of her wearing a uh, a pink uh long sleeve shirt with like the trans pride flag trans flag
2: Yeah, the trans flag across it, yeah. Across it
0: uh, with hashtag Black Trans Lives Matter. And she wrote in her caption, be sure you put your feet in the right place then stand firm. Shirt from at Black Queer Nation. Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, (laughs) I don't think- No, I mean,
2: I put it in my Instagram story and I was like, wow, it's like really fucking surprising to see a real housewife like share this message without being like forced into it. Yeah. It really does feel like Bronwyn's like doing the work to like learn right now. And we love to see it.
0: Yeah, definitely love to see it. Uh, And we love to see you tuning in every week to come through queen. Thanks for tuning in this week.
2: Yes. Um, you can go follow us. Um, go check out our Facebook page at Come Through Queen on Facebook. Yep. You can follow Dan on Twitter at IDKIDK. You can follow me at not Brendan. You can follow Come Through Queen at Come Through Queen. Yeah. Um, you can go listen to us on Problematica this week, a different podcast.
0: Yeah. Head over to Problematical. And, yeah. <laughs> and we'll see you again next week. Like, comment,
2: subscribe, partial sure, retweet. Love us, love us, please. Receipt. Bye. Bye. I
1: want to see you come through, Queen.